0: Welcome to Worlds Collide, a wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling with Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards hoping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up wrestling fans? World's collide. It's another week. We're here to talk wrestling. Wrestling R A S S L I N as Glenn Goza. Does anybody, do you think do you even know Glenn Goza? Do you know that song? I don't. Wow. I feel so old. Like I'm the I I try to make this reference about Glenn Goza and going to wrestling and how like that was a big thing with world-class and people like what's world-class i'm like okay that well, I do let's, know. <laughs> let's move on tony how's <laughs> before we get too far off the rails how's it going tonight
1: yeah uh, you know it's going pretty good you know got the um some relatives over for my son's birthday this week so but uh other than that you know just sitting here looking forward to doing some worlds colliding
0: <laughs> speaking of worlds man what a segue i don't think you intend you, you don't ever intend our segues and they always work no, out No, just
1: you know they just work out naturally
0: so let's talk aew upper deck it's here it's come and gone it's out in the wild let's there's a lot to talk about so as this as this title of this show now what so let's talk about the initial reaction to the product uh the I'll just let you start. There's there's a lot of let's talk about the product itself. What do you think about the cards and the promotion around the cards?
1: I I know we talked about recently about some of the uh, people's reactions were not positive about designs like that. I I I beg to differ. I I think it's a cool looking design. I think it's uh, it's I love the chase. I love the uh, the dynamite uh, stuff. I love the um, what's the other one they call pyro. Pyro. Um, uh-huh. yeah, Uh-huh. I like those. Uh, they're cool. Some of them are a little difficult to, 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 to differentiate from a, a normal one, but, um, um, they're cool. I think, I think overall the set is really cool. Um, I think it lived up to the hype in the sense that people were excited. I think it's a lot of stuff going on social media. People are back and forth about this set and the other, uh, you know, we can go across a bunch of different things about pricing and other stuff too, but um, which we yeah, will, <laughs> I, I think um, promotion wise, you couldn't ask for something better. You really couldn't. I mean, uh, when you have a card company that's willing to uh, whatever their arrangement is with the company of AEW and being able to put on a, a commercial or have a, it's not even a commercial, it's, it's, it's through, I believe it's like live while they're, you know, having the program, Correct. They, they talk about it and there's some sort of like a, a graphic design on the, on the TV or something like that, yes. I guess. So that's something we don't ever see in, in, in our, in our hobby. I don't even know if in other hobbies as yeah, well.
0: no, I was going to say, you don't really see that in sports very much either.
1: I think it's just um, it's the right way to do it. I think if they're doing it and, and they're also attacking a lot on social media, which I love, I love they interact with uh, people who are, you know, breaking and, and, and posting their hits. They're interacting with answering some oddball questions. Like I just got this CM puck autograph car. Where the hell did it come from? Kind of thing, you know? And, uh you know they're they're engaging and they're when's the last time
0: tops did that with us
1: exactly unless you're complaining about something they're like we'll have somebody from our service oh yeah. yeah other than that no they're actively out there like you know congrats on the hit this is on fire uh you know though this is coming soon and this i mean they're constantly engaging with with uh, the collectors out there on social media which is awesome they're they're, they're building a relationship and i think that's important
0: yeah, the relationship is the first and for- relationship for promotion. It's been phenomenal. The product itself, I thought it was an okay first experiment. Like, uh, I really like the the dynamite and uh, pyro parallels. I really like the off the top rope and Wednesday in action. Those cards are really cool. I the do like
1: di- the uh, I like the canvas cards too.
0: I was just kind of lukewarm. Like, I don't think they're bad, but I just maybe I had higher expectations. Uh, one thing i like the dotted line autos i know we've not seen a lot yes. of those because they're hard to pull but they just they're basic they look the, the image that they picked for the different talent i think it looks really cool and i, I don't know i think it was just a I'll, I'll call it a i'll call it a home run for a first initial product like you know considering that we i don't know that we had a lot of expectation like we we didn't necessarily expect them to have you know, super high-end stuff, like we saw some samples of relics and autographs and stuff like that. I think people were let down a little bit by the odds and, Whoa, well, I'm not getting automatic auto. We're going to talk about the effects of that when we start talking about pricing because I actually think it's a good thing. But one thing I wanted to move into, and this will be an interesting discussion, is the community reaction and kind of how divided and how dis- de- divisive of this has gotten so uh what have you seen from the wrestling card community after the fact of these things opening and then some of the sales
1: well it's about as much as there is in the actual uh division between uh being a wwe fan and being an aew fan so uh, it's the same division right there. You're going to get, people who are going to, you know, talk some smack about one or the other, and that's kind of happened with the card talk too. So you're going to get people out there that are engaging in talking about, well, you know, I'm not a big fan of the product. And I think the design was poor and, you know, the odds don't justify, uh, the cost of the product. And, you know, demand is what it's a, it's a real simple supply and demand equation here. So whether there's still a lot of supply, Uh, Demand is still extremely high, and people are willing to pay the price for a box. Um, If there was no demand for it, then box prices would go down. Right. They they still sit around that that price point of 200 plus, you know, on average. Mm -hmm. You're gonna find some cheaper. You're gonna find some much more expensive, uh, but people are still paying for it. They're still paying for it for a shot, you know, at something possible because you know it's still early. So we'll see in a month from now. We'll see six months from now. Will these uh, prices, you know, uh, be sustainable? I, I I don't know. I don't think they're going to be. To be honest with you, but we. it just uh, it's. The community is, is as divided as they are as just being fans of the product itself of, of each other's products So, which is cool because I think it's all yeah. cool anyways. I think uh, having a little bit of. Um, you know, uh, rivalry like that, having a little bit of like, you know, well, I'm a WWE guy. I'm a, this guy. I think it's cool. It just, um, there's so the Monday night wars
0: it. all over again, just in cardboard but form,
1: cardboard form. Exactly. Yeah. So they're talking about it. So, you know, uh, even, even the bad press is still good press.
0: <laughs> right. I agree. Um, one thing that's exciting is we've seen, it's hard to pull autos. We've seen a lot of the, the singles come out. We've seen the pricing. People are like, I can't wait until I can find retail blasters and i'm like like when's the last time we got somebody that was like extremely excited to go find blasters you know what i mean like the fact that there's there's a demand for even blasters is amazing um the the,
1: that's that's all i got i got uh you know
0: i think it's a cool card
1: and then i got this uh other one here so i got this dual swatch it's number one Number one of uh, you know, and what I'm showing here, guys, it's a, it's a tag team one, private party. It's a swatch card from the AEW. It's uh, number to ninety nine, and it's uh, number one of ninety nine on that one. And then the other one I was showing was uh, the Cody Rhodes like that, which is out of one ninety nine. That's uh, number twenty three, whatever. So, and you got those I mean, out
0: of the hobby box, correct?
1: Correct. Yeah. So, but you know, it's good stuff, and it's uh, exciting. It's uh, it's causing people to talk about it, and that's all I really care about is that people are yep. talking about about wrestling cards. And I, I'd be, I'd be just as stoked if it was a, you know, a WWE product. I don't, I don't care about what company it is.
0: Oh yeah. I still like, uh, I think we'll both agree that we were huge fans of the Chrome product and oh, yeah. everything that came out of that, but there's people coming into the AEW product that I don't think we're collecting before. No, and it's, right. it's what we've talked about before with them having such a diehard fan base that it, it reminds you. it's a little bit different but it kind of reminds you of that ecw vibe where it was like they were they were so dedicated to that organization that's how this aew fan base is and the fact that they're getting into these cards and getting excited about base cards again we're going to talk about some numbers in a minute but that's just extremely exciting to me and it's it's pretty positive direction i think as we go forward in the future so
1: it's just putting more eyeballs on the hobby in general period right
0: so let's talk about some sales um and this is where I think it gets really interesting, and I would like your opinion on if you think this is going to go up or down, or even if it matters. But when we get, when we break a WWE product, or we look at the secondary market of singles, let's take Heritage for example. You can go out and buy a complete set like of Allen and Ginter. You know, people love the design of those cards. Like, oh, they got Warrior, they got AJ Styles, They got Razor. You know, twenty bucks maybe maybe even less than that for a complete set. I well, saw them
1: at the gate. They were going for like 30, 35, you know, delivered, you know, for stuff like that. But the price has come down about 10 bucks on those.
0: So here we have like AEW singles selling for, you know, five, like $5 give or take for just base singles. A
1: base single, which is cool. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's a first, everything that we're going to talk about when it comes to pricing, it's all about because it's the first. It's the first AEW official release,
0: right? So uh, one thing I looked at was the pyros and the dynamites, which I told you I mentioned earlier is one of my favorite parallels. There's something about the pyros, or, no, the dynamites, excuse me, that the red, the sparkly yep, yep. red stuff in the background it just like pops off the card no matter what talent is on it. But mm-hmm. those are selling, you know, on the lower end like five dollars up towards thirty dollars for some of the bigger talents, and then. You know those are a little bit harder to find, but then you want to talk about the autographs. How many WWE talents autographs can you go out and buy for like five dollars? You know a lot. ten dollars Most of these autographs are selling anywhere between 50 and then upwards of 300 and that is just for the average talent when we'll, we're gonna talk about some sales here in a minute of some of the bigger names that are going just ballistic right now. Um, anything on the base relics or random autographs before we talk about some of the big sales
1: no i just i mean they're the the relics themselves are just they're typical i I mean you'll see a different couple variations i saw a pink one but for the most part they all seem to be black have uh, you pulled any
0: of the actual uh ring mat cards did you pull any of those?
1: I did not pull any ring mat cards, down.
0: No. I haven't seen any. I mean, I've seen them pulled, but I'm wondering. I don't think it does, but I'm, it would be cool if on the back of the card, it specified what event it was from. I've talked about a lot yeah. about... I've seen people actually building collections out around a relic ring mat set of an event uh-huh. they were actually at. And I was like, man, that's a cool way to collect. That, so It
1: is a cool way to collect.
0: It is. So let's talk about some really big sales. Uh, we had the Kenny Omega dotted line autograph it was listed at nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars however don't know unless you try <laughs> that's right and what and the, the seller tried and got a best offer accepted of two thousand five hundred dollars this was confirmed by tony on twitter not this tony at cardboard picker on twitter there's too many of us there's a lot of tonys out there remember that group tony tony tony
1: dude i'm going to if if you were sitting right next to right now i would punch you in the face so hard
0: <laughs> oh boy that was unplanned all, all right.
1: this all this time that we've known each other now and you haven't brought it up once I, nope. I, I'm, I'm glad it's out of the way now we have never bring it up again
0: <laughs> i think this is the first time we've had to mention that in and within such a small frame of time but yeah. <laughs> anyway um cardboard picker on twitter he actually pulled the card himself any confirmed it was paid shipped and delivered this is a confirmed sale there's a lot of people out there that wanting to discredit this sale and sure. say this card isn't worth $2500 this card is not worth $2 or,
1: or or make the accusation that it's an inflated sale to kind of you know to create a a market value that is, that's false
0: right now this is the this is from the guy himself who pulled the card put it up for a ridiculous amount it was accepted at what it was accepted at Paid, confirmed, shipped, delivered. It is what it is. I don't care what any of you guys out there say. You can disagree with us, but it is what it is. Yep. Moving on. Britt Baker out of 25 auto, $3,999. Of course, that wasn't accepted. However, a best offer of $894.01 was accepted
1: <laughs> when you put this stat on there this uh, number I'm one like, cent one cent yep like i understood the 894 part it's the one cent that threw me off
0: that's yeah, ebay for you you know how those people are <laughs> uh, but i mean almost 900 for you know i mean that's great
1: yeah of course i mean it's a low number 25 it's gonna be uh you know it's, it's from the first ever product um I get the the buzz on these prices. I get it. Uh, my question really is that we can you know, try to get into is, are they going to hold long-term value like that, though? I don't know.
0: Well, I've got one more to mention, and then we'll start talking about some more numbers and Upper Deck in the future and Panini and some more fun stuff. MJF, one-of-one one printing plate auto, $1,999.99. However, best offer accepted, $850.00 really good price for an autograph printing plate one-on-one of of course that you know there's i know for a fact there's mjf collectors out there so you know if there's a one-on-one they've got to have it so they're going to pay whatever it takes so um anything we've kind of talked about some numbers now is there anything that stands out to you as positive negative indifferent? uh we've seen Uh, we've seen it's
1: positive oh go ahead
0: yeah we've just seen it all over the board from this is awesome to criticism in the community. So I've just, you know, overall now we've kind of gone over some numbers. What do you think?
1: The the criticism really, I think is coming from people who just aren't fans of the product to begin with really.
0: So it's just Um, like a negative bias.
1: Maybe, maybe a little bit like that. And then there's probably some out there who are just, you know, legitimately don't like the design, legitimately don't care for, uh, you know, what upper deck put out. Um, you know, I, I beg to differ. I think it's a pretty good, uh, you know, uh, um, flagship product for them agreed um, and so I, I i think uh yeah could you make some improvements for things probably sure but i think it's just a good design i think it's a good flagship product but um yeah numbers are part of the buzz it's all part of uh a lot of people Print me are you know don't want to suffer from fomo <laughs> maybe right i don't know but um that's why i think that you know well that kenny omega you know card because he has so many other cards and autograph cards that are you know, lower-numbered stuff mm-hmm. that you could get for a hell of a lot cheaper price. But it's his first AEW card kind of thing, I, I guess. But you think
0: that goes back to the cult-like following of the fan base?
1: It could be. I mean, um, does AJ Styles stuff uh, go for um, a, a lot more money because he's in WWE as opposed to his TNA products? I don't know.
0: I, don't know. I haven't really I studied know. the market, but, but I also I don't, don't see – i don't see the wwe fan base react like aew fan base does correct. so yeah, it's a, correct. like it's it's weird
1: well when you again when you have advertising on tv and you're going after your prime demographic of people out there which is your fans watching your product and hey we've got trading cards mm-hmm. wow well, i you know i bet you a lot of people didn't even know that trading cards even existed still you know i was like oh like baseball cards really <laughs> yeah They're like wrestling cards it's always right. funny, you ever notice that? When people go and talk about trading cards, like, that, that their references is
0: baseball Baseball, cards. every time, Sports, baseball.
1: Yeah. yep. And I was like, you mean like F1 cards? <laughs> no, <laughs> you mean- Hey,
0: baseball. you know, 40 years from now, that might be the thing.
1: Maybe, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Hopefully but, it's um, wrestling by then. I hope but, it's yeah. wrestling instead, yeah.
1: but- With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion with over 200 patents and easy on easy off technology you'll never have to touch your shoes again there are hundreds of styles and colors plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt for a limited time get a free pair of socks with your first order at slash socks yeah i mean when you're when you're doing when you're doing all the right things that Upper Deck is doing to promote their product by engaging on social media, by advertising uh, live on their TV, uh, on the episodes of dynamites like that. Um, when you're attacking um, your prime demographic of people who are you know, strictly AEW fans, you're going to get build an interest like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just never happened with WWE. I, I don't know if it's because WWE wants, uh, you know, an S ton of money uh, to put, put a logo, but Topps logo on their TV and say, "Hey, you know, pick up the new Topps Chrome, where you can get the, the new Roman Reigns autograph, or you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is." I, it would be cool to see. It would be really cool to see. I, just don't, I never understood um, why they never did that. And I'm wondering. I'm hoping that anybody who listens to this. Uh, who actually attends and goes to a live AEW event. Are they selling cards at their event?
0: It's a good question.
1: I want to know. I want to know if anybody who goes to an AEW event uh, is AEW investing in themselves.
0: And if you're going them. to AEW shows and you're listening to this or watching this, let us know in the comments or on social media to, you know, what, what are you seeing out and about? What are you hearing at the shows? Maybe people are talking about it. That's a good concept. Like, you know, you go to the gimmick table and they've got the shirts, and they've got the action figures, probably, sure. and even, there's even some cases where they have, like, show exclusive figures or shirts. Sure. Could you imagine if they did that for cards?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, if, imagine if they took it a, a step further and made a show exclusive for, like, a major event, like, you know, maybe they're, yep. you know, what is it, Double or Nothing or something like that right. they have, or, you know, one of their major pay-per-views they have, and they had, like, a show exclusive that, you know, for the, 20,000 people or 15,000 people who, you know, come to, you know, you can come and get one uh, of these exclusive pack of cards. Right. It's the same like five cards or 10 cards are in the pack, but it's exclusive to that show only.
0: Right. That's great idea. Uh, the only thing I want to talk about as far as like the pricing and reactions and all that stuff before we move on is that like, I, I just grew really, really tired of seeing all the negative aspects of it. And sure. that, that that's from both sides though. It's from, the like WWE fanboys saying, "Oh, this this product sucks. It's not worth it. It's not the equivalent of WWE." Like, who cares? And then on the on the opposite side, we've talked about it before. There are still the people that were excited about this and then refuse to get into it because they don't understand economics and they don't want to shell out the money because they don't think it's worth it. Because you know, back in 1982, they could pay five dollars for a box. You know, yeah. the, the, this, it's just not the same world. If you want to be in the hobby, you've got to make choices and you got to figure it out and that it is what it is. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Positive, negative. The fact that this is the biggest buzz I've ever seen around a wrestling product. It's out. The buzz has still continued. People yep. that have broke boxes, even if they're not getting autographs, even if they're not getting relics, it seems like most people have been pleasantly surprised with what they've got and think they're, they're having
1: the number yeah. one thing people breaking things open going hey i didn't get an autograph but it was a lot of fun a lot of fun products yeah yes
0: yeah and that that seems to be a like common thing that people are posting about when they've done a box break or when they've posted their results of their box break on social media so um anything on that before we move on to what could potentially be in the future
1: no, I just think it's fun. It's it's fun and positive. It's fun uh, just putting more eyeballs on the on the product. It's great. So
0: agreed. Yeah. And just just remember, if you're talking negative about it, you're still talking about it.
1: Still talking about it.
0: So let's move on to what do you think Upper Deck could do with AEW in the future? You actually just mentioned something that would be cool, and that's doing show exclusive cards. Sure. We We've seen like the National does silver packs, like so they have their own type of trading cards for the national that you can only get there. So that that's a cool idea. Um, I think a lot of people, like I heard them talking like, well, I didn't like the design. And my answer to that is it's their very first release. I'm sure they're going to have the license for a while and they've already started working on other things, which means mm-hmm. are they going to do a series two? It's like a flagship. Are they going to do a higher end, which I've heard that they're going to do? What does a yeah. high end entail? So um, My
1: understanding is, that as of the time that we're recording this like that, there will be one more release this year for AEW, and then there are plans of three releases next year.
0: Do you think that's not enough, or too many? Two to three? I think, I think I
1: I don't understand how a collector can keep up with, especially when WWE, uh, tops is putting out the WWE stuff like that, and you had, like, almost, uh, what, seven, eight releases a year? Mm-hmm. Uh, if not more, I'm not sure, but it, it just seems like a lot. I just... How can you recover financially from, you know, trying to collect one release and then go right into another release? You're still trying to, you know, collect the previous release. So, I don't know. I think three, four releases a year is great.
0: And I think it's also important if you're going to do that to kind of uh, stair step the product. Have your flagship that's affordable. Have your mid tier. Have your high end. Like yep. you, you make all the collectors happy, or you make like people who want to but like just the collect everything. Is not-
1: the flagship is definitely not on the affordable level, though. That's what people's gripes are. That it's 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 double what the price it should be, as far as uh, you know, it's, it's just that's the control aspect of distributors and and your and your retail stores that are selling sure. Stuff, so, but I mean, a cheap a cheap product is something that's under a hundred dollars a box. I, I've even heard people argue and complain that this box should have been sixty five bucks tops, you know, because there's no guarantee of an autograph. I mean. do I agree with that? Uh, i can look what see 60 that.
0: look what 65 dollars a box has done to wwe autos
1: yeah it's made them worthless i mean yeah. i can buy them all day for five bucks like that but but, but that's because it was guaranteed per box now if you're going to go the same route that upper deck did where it's like you know every four boxes or so you can get an autograph but we're going to keep it at 65 dollars a box that kind of makes a little more sense i i can see that you know from uh people who want to collect at that price point but I've always been a believer that you should have a very low, under $100 box price point that can get younger people involved into the hobby. It's like that as well. Then you're mid and then you're upper. It's like that. I mean, I'm not talking transcendent type numbers, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking, you know, undisputed type stuff. Or um, I'm guessing that uh, Panini's example would be what? It's going to be what? Is Prism going to be their high end? What's what's Prism?
0: Prism's kind of the middle
1: middle okay it's it, like <laughs> 500 bucks a box
0: yeah yeah because then they have like chronicles which is kind of their low end and they have hoops which is their low end but then they have the national treasures and stuff that's like you know we're just like they're transcendent but even more expensive
1: god, oh god okay.
0: yeah so uh do you think maybe we see that with blasters though maybe that t- turns the tide for the people who say it's not affordable
1: well blasters would be it's funny how people will say, that, like, I can't wait for the blasters and the fat packs to come out. It's like that. It's like, well, you understand that your odds are going to be astronomically greater than to pull something really high in uh, than they would be in a hobby box. It's always that way, really. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, if you, you, you thought the odds were going to be ha- hard to get a dotted line autograph out of a hobby box, wait till you see the odds for a blaster pack or a, right. uh, a fat pack. So if you're just looking for, like, well, it's too expensive for me to go out and collect a base set perfect fat packs and 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 uh uh, you know blasters are gonna be perfect for you then Um, but if you're looking to go and try to have a cheaper way to go out and get a chance at a higher end card um the odds are gonna be just astronomical you're better
0: off going to the secondary market and just getting what you want and and skipping all that yeah you know
1: unless you're looking at like you're trying to get unless you're a flipper trying to go out there and get uh you know blasters and like and hope and hope that i just you know get that dotted line autograph or some any autograph Right. Um, good luck to you. You know, but if you're looking for a cheap way to get into the product and just collect because you want to collect and have fun and you want to collect uh, your Kenny Omegas or your MJFs, uh, that'd be the perfect way to
0: go. So hypothetically, a Deck predict- puts out don't, don't forget off.
1: EPacks too. Don't
0: forget EPacks. Oh, that's and I said that on our last episode that we did on the roundtable wrestling car community. I'm so proud of you for adapting to EPack and learning a oh, yeah. different, a new way of doing something. It, it kind of gives me, between that and the diehard fan base that was around the Top Slam app, it kind of makes me excited for wrestling NFTs. I know not a lot of people don't want to talk about NFTs. About but um, yeah, we, we still got that Undertaker one. I'm still glad we bought that. Yeah, me too. Uh, moving on, though, what do you think, hypothetically, Upper Deck puts out a high-end release? We've already seen the complaints about, like, let, let's say they put out something that's similar to uh like a fully loaded where they you know it's like an autograph relic card but maybe there's only two in a box and maybe it's like you know a thousand dollars a box hypothetically we've already seen the complaints on the hobby what do you think the complaints and re- reaction would be to that do you think people would still they'd be like okay i'll pay a thousand dollars because i'm guaranteed an autograph or do you think know. it would just like it's an interesting well, I mean, spot. Look,
1: look, look what Upper Deck did with the 8x10s, 11x14s they put up on their website for 500 bucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I I didn't see I'm sorry to say, I didn't see anything positive about that from a fan reaction online at all. It was Yeah. one bitch and gripe after another about how overpriced it was to pay that kind of money for an 8x10 or 11x14 online. And as somebody who works you know, my primary income for a long time was doing the convention scene and booking talent and selling eight by 10 direct to the fan base. Yeah. I found that to be super high priced. Uh, This is me, my personal opinion. Right. Uh, if someone's buying them good, I mean, that's good for upper deck. Great. But I don't know if the fan base for AEW, uh, if you want to compare them to ECW fans and being hardcore, um, yeah, their loyalty is one thing, but what's their income level, (laughs) you know? Um, And I don't know if their income level is going to possibly afford a thousand dollar box for a two hit, you know, type of thing.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Um, One thing I would like Upper Deck to do, they have the licenses to create some of the highest, highest end from like a um, a secondary market standpoint and design. Mm -hmm. Two things that stand out that they could do would be the precious metal gems and the exquisite which is generally a it's a patch it's a small patch and an autograph with a smaller picture anybody that's unfamiliar with precious metal gems or upper deck exquisite cards you can go google those there's some really high-end lebron exquisite rookie cards on there and the precious metal gems i mean i'll take a second to talk about marvel the marvel precious metal gems market right now has exploded beyond belief and all they've got to do is take that same basic design and put MJF or Sting or Darby Allin on there and they oh, they've, I'm they've sure got a hit it. yeah they've got a hit on there and they've almost got that with the dynamite parallel it's very when i look at that i'm like i could kind of see some precious metal gems vibe or some uh, kaboom i know that's another big one in the sports card world but
1: i would not be surprised at all if either or or both of those becomes a, an available product line down the line I, I, I mean I listened to the card foundation interview with those guys and uh, you know they, they they sound like they have a lot of cool things that they're looking forward to to bringing to the, uh, the collectors out there and I, I, I mean, it's got to be one of them
0: yeah if they, if they do either an exquisite or PMG like I'm in I don't even care you could give me the the lowest jobber on the card and I'm going to be interested in whatever they've got so it's going to be interesting to see um, is there any kind of designs you would like to see that's maybe, uh an AEW centric or something that you haven't seen done in wrestling cars that they could take advantage of
1: um well I mean they they design wise I've never been a person that's uh you know I know we have our fantasy things when we do this is your mm-hmm. card segments it's so, like that's like I uh, get to be a little bit creative on that but I've never really been uh overly critical of people's designs for the most part. I mean, we obviously have our our things we like and we don't like, but um, I'm more interested always about from a trading card uh, side is, you know, their marketing of stuff and getting more people into the hobby. So the fact that Upper Deck is, you know, stepping up to the plate and doing advertising beyond what we've ever seen before in wrestling cards um, is exciting to me. And I'm, I'm curious to see if they continue to keep wanting to do that and, uh, if they have other plans on how to market themselves with that, when it comes to this, this market of AEW fans, but design wise, no, I mean, precious metal gems are always great. Exquisite, uh, SPX would be kind of cool.
0: Oh yeah. That would be good. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, so I, I don't, I don't have a real, those, those, those are all just equal big dollars to me. And I, although to me, there's nothing in the product that I'm going after to collect, I only got the initial one because it's the first one that's it, mm-hmm. but, um, no, I've got nothing that uh, I would look forward to, but I guess it depends. You know, I, I do like I opened a couple boxes of this uh, flagship stuff. And I, I do I like the dynamite. I like the pyro line. I think it's, it's really cool. I just love that. that this kind of pop, you know, and yeah, I don't know precious metal gems. I'm, you know, maybe I'm Oh, yeah,
0: of- like, I'm a sucker. Like I keep saying, Hockey precious metal gems, and I'm just like, oh, I don't even like hockey, but look at these cards, like they're amazing yeah, looking.
1: But then, I mean, you got the Marvel ones. I don't collect anything Marvel like that, but I'm like, I'd take a Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, exa- that's exactly Like, and that's what I'm thinking would happen with wrestling. I'm always talking about how wrestling is character based, yeah. and all it would take is somebody to, uh, you know, reach out, re- like latch on to some sort of character that they just happen to see on TV one time. And the like me, like of, me, is there a, a
1: precious metal gem of like Abaddon? I'd be like, oh okay. my gosh. That, I like take it. Red. I take it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Red PMG with Abaddon, yeah. red yeah. all over. Like that'd be great. So you've mentioned that you think maybe the prices popularity might come down a little bit. Let's talk about the current landscape of wrestling cards. In the next couple months, we've got tops, straggling releases coming out. Yeah, AEW just came out. Then we're going to have Panini coming out with Prism. So with all that being said, where do you think the upper deck is going to stack as far as popularity? Do you think this is going to be something that we continue to see for months the just kind of buzz around it? People breaking boxes and pulling autographs. Do you think that kind of steps aside when we start seeing more tops and Panini stuff coming out? Uh, where, Where do you think we're going with that?
1: Well, it's like having a new release of a movie coming out. So, you know, you got the you got Spider-Man, you know, out there dominating the box office. And uh, then something else like Scream comes out. It's going to take a big chunk of uh, you know people who've already had several weeks of watching Spider-Man. So, I mean, you're going to upper deck is, you know, strategically putting out there. Here's your here's hobby. We're going to wait a couple of weeks. We're going to put out, you know, retail. We're going to wait a couple more weeks and put out some fat packs. We're going to wait a couple more weeks to put out some e I mean, they're kind of strategically, you know, stretching it out over some time so that people can kind of fully ingest it, you know, putting them in action figures, putting parallels in action figures.
0: I mean, great idea.
1: They're kind, of, they're kind of just stretching this out over time, which is great to keep that interest level, keep going. And, but yeah, so when uh, I think that we've already expecting to have tops finest, we're expecting to have uh, women's division coming out. So we got those coming out. We know, They're coming, so yeah, people are gonna kind of like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab them. That's still gonna be, you know, what it is. When that prism set comes out, though, that's going to take a lot of thunder away from uh, the AEW product, I think. But uh, I think it's got legs, man. I think it's got legs, and depending on how soon they put out their second AEW release, yeah. Um, looking at probably end of summer, I think. For that, that'd be
0: that'd be a good time get people to recover from spending so much on the hobby boxes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that if if a card company thinks in those terms, like you know, let's let's be ca- let's be cautious of our customers' wallets.
0: No, probably <laughs> uh, I, not. Yeah, I, I don't think
1: they care. It's like you know, we're going to put out product; and they're going to find a way to get it.
0: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah.
1: And um, uh, it's, it's it's selling crack, man. Um, Accurate. I don't know. So it's just, uh, uh, I, I think it's got it's got some legs. I like the way they're kind of uh, d- directing this uh, again at the different levels and how they're releasing product. But uh, I don't think the WWE from top stuff is going to be overly hurtful to the AEW brand. It's that Prism set. When, when Panini takes over, that first set comes out, that's going to be like, everyone's going to talk about that. And as we've talked about in, in previous episodes, um, we're going to have a lot of new eyeballs coming into that market now because they're used to that Prism line. Yes. So, so there'll be people who are not normally WWE or wrestling fans looking for ways to flip and get involved in that kind of stuff. So that's going to cause a lot more eyeballs. And so all in all, it's all good stuff. It's all right. good stuff for our hobby. All of it is.
0: I have some interesting opinions. I think that the straggling WWE product is actually not going to be that popular. I think the people who are still looking for the specific wrestlers they collect, if they're, you know, into Roman or Sasha or Becky, who, you know, you know the, the general names, they're still going to want those products. But I think people know that tops has lost the license and they're just kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. We're moving on. AEW has got so much steam right now. And with the fact that the odds are so hard to pull some of these cards, mm-hmm. I think the people are going to continually be searching whether that's on the secondary market, whether that's continuing to buy a hobby, waiting on blasters, whatever it is, I think people are going to be just ripping so much of that and talking about it so much that it's going to continue for a while.
1: Let me ask you about that, though, because you said the odds people continue, everything's like that. Um, do you think it's a, uh, a purpose, purposeful strategic plan by Upper Deck? Could be. That we're going to insert our autographs at a certain level that makes them so difficult to come by. That collectors are going to go out there and the it's going to create a higher value on that.
0: Could be, which I think is smart. Like from I mean, of course, it's smart from their perspective because they sell more boxes, but it's also on the secondary market. You know, again, we've talked about these WWE autos where you're guaranteed five per box. Okay, well, when you pull those, they're worth five dollars, maybe. Yeah. With these, they're I mean, you're talking, you know, close to a thousand dollars on the low end, probably on a lot of these autos because. They're just so hard to find, and there's so many different types of fans in AEW that like different talent. Even yeah. some of them that they don't—they're not even that big a star, but they're just such a huge fan of you know wrestler this wrestler or that wrestler, or this tag team or the manager. I saw somebody putting together a Tony Schiavone parallel, a rainbow. I saw that. That was awesome. That's <laughs> amazing. Like the, I'm telling you, the <laughs> AEW fans are just like they're so much different than the WWE fans as far as their rabidness. So I think this is going to continue.
1: But you also have a cross—you have a cross, um, um, a cross fan base too, uh, who are just strictly collectors. Like I like to collect. Like I'm a fan of both products, or I'm kind of a fan of both products. But they're into to collect as well. So uh,
0: they're just wrestling fans.
1: They're just wrestling fans. So like, you know, there's a Tony Schiavone collector. I was like, I think it's so cool. Like going after, you know, their version of like a rainbow almost Mm -hmm. of, of the Tony Schiavone stuff. It's just, it's just so cool. I just, it is. I love that it's pulling those kind of people into the hobby.
0: So the interesting thing I think is going to be, um, you talked about Panini Prism. I still think there's such a huge divide that's probably only going to grow between AEW and WWE. So I think a lot of those AEW collectors, uh, not the, you know, there's the ones we just talked about that want to do both. But if they don't watch because I see people that are like, I don't watch WWE anymore, but I don't miss an AEW. Like I don't even yeah. miss their after dark or whatever. Um, so I think there's, those people are going to be out. But I think you're you could potentially see the WWE Prism stuff even you know five x the value of this AEW stuff because it's the Prism brand. It's like you said, the new eyeballs from the sports card world. They you know that they, they know right now Upper Deck only does hockey, and they yeah. used to do baseball or used to do basketball. But they know Prism and they know Prism has been putting out high end basketball for years yeah. and high end football for years. So, um. Are you per- do you have a personal preference on what you're looking forward to out of all of these releases coming up as we start off 2022?
1: Well, I mean, I was looking forward to AEW. You and I both were when I mean, we went in mm-hmm. and put a case with each other, you know, and um, you know, for for various reasons. I mean, but I mean, I'm I'm not overly thrilled about what's left of the tops WWE stuff. I mean, am I going to get a box or two of those? I might, you know, depending on my LCS, if that, you know, what kind of deal I can can do with sure. them, but. Um, you know, I'm probably not going to get a box of prism just because I think it's out of my price range right now, you know, unless something happens between now and then that allows me to go ahead and splurge on that. Um, I think my wife might kill me
0: otherwise. (laughs) Um, you know, there's, there's the slim chance too, that we could be shocked at the, at the price point. Oh, I mean, you know, I'd love to be
1: shocked. I mean, I could be shocked either way. I could be more shocked that it's got a thousand dollar box at the gate, or it could be a $200 box, you know, who knows? But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously being a player collector of Dexter Luma stuff, you know, if he's in that product,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if he's still in the company, I mean, who knows? Laying out. <laughs> yeah, Good no time. kidding. But, um, you know, I, I, I will obviously be interested in that. I'm going to be the guy that probably be out there saying, if you got Dexter Luma stuff and you got a reasonable price on your stuff, I'll be happy to take it, you know. But, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with that.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with I'm, you. I'm
1: interested in seeing what happens to the buzz with that and how people kind of react to it. But for me, it's, it's not going to change the way I collect. It's not going to change the way I do anything. It's just another product to me.
0: I am e- excited to see. I, I feel, you know, you you talked about how, like, WWE had so many products that, like, you couldn't keep caught up with. That's kind of how I feel with the, the carrying Killer Cross stuff right now. Yes. I have to call him by both names because yes. the card says one, but he goes, you know oh you Um, you
1: put all three together he's kkk oh my god oh my
0: (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) but like i feel like i'm just trying to like i'm just trying to catch up on all these releases and then this set comes out and this set comes out and like trying to like doesn't
1: it it make it easier to be a player collector in that respect then because it's like i only have to focus on this one guy i don't have to focus about oh yeah but
0: it's the problem has been all these releases so short so close together yeah true that it's been so but i'm looking forward to see what he's got and then after that like i'm just excited to see what else does aew come out with and then what is this print like the thing for me that's going to be prism and you know they've got to do it but it's going to be the legends for me it's hogan mm-hmm. rock you know stone cold undertaker like just yeah. i can only imagine the things they could do with the prism and parallels and numbered stuff and like you know that prism can you imagine is notorious what, can
1: you imagine what a, a kaboom hogan's gonna sell for or- oh yeah <laughs> like
0: is it, like there, there's so much they could do it just depends on what kind of legends they're gonna use and you know what what kind of roster they do uh are they gonna have actually player worn stuff because at last year we've seen some manufactured patches showing up they weren't even player worn so yep. it's gonna be interesting to see what that happens but um you know as we close out the show get ready like Strap yourself in, put your seatbelt on, get your popcorn ready. It's going to be <laughs> a heck of a year for wrestling cards. So, yep. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being part of the wrestling card community. Like I said, it's going to be a great year. Hopefully, you're going to stick with us, regardless of what you're listening to us on. Please subscribe, leave us a review, say it, tell us we suck, tell a five star Dave Meltzer review because you like us so much. Tell a friend about the show. We started the making all this content, whether it's videos, podcasts. Um, you know, Tony's checklists no matter what it is we started this for education and to just expand the hobby and have fun so hopefully you guys are gonna stick along with us through the ride through 2022 and we're gonna have some fun you got anything else before we get out of here
1: yeah just uh the usual you can go and check out uh, everything to follow wrestlingtradingcards.com at wrestlingtradingcards.com that's where everything is at social media wise the bottom of every page of the entire website um, as of this recording, I just started doing, uh, we're, we're going to be bringing all the images back. It's going to be a long process. It's going to take some time because it's just me, uh, but um, I, I'm working on it already. I've, I found a simple solution to kind of host the images. So still the ability to go ahead and comment uh, and have good discussions about each individual image too. So all that stuff is coming, but everything you want to, to follow uh, for WTC is going to be on WrestlingFightingFarts.com.
0: And let me also say, there is a donation button, in attached to WrestlingTrainingCars.com. There
1: is all in the Twitter page like that. But that's just there if you. Uh, it's kind of like a like a tip jar. It's a man. tip you, jar. Yep. If you uh, if you like what you see, like what you hear, uh, feel like you want to help in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm not opposed to. Uh, it, you know, helping out because the site does cost money. Uh, let's let's just put the content stuff aside in the time that, you know, I take away from sure. the family to do this stuff like that. But the site itself does cost money. And it's something that, um, you know, I, I fund out of my own wallet. Uh, every month, uh, now I'm on a, an annual plan. So, um, you know, God, oh my God, coming up in May this year, going to have be one year since I've switched everything over. So I'm going to have another gotta pay for it again oh my God. <laughs> um so you know anything that can be helped to keep the the hobby growing and, and to help the informational type stuff uh like like our website going it's always helpful but you know never required just uh, if you enjoy it uh, even just saying thank you or just saying uh, i enjoy what you guys are doing is always helpful
0: i mentioned the tip jar because the more we get the more we can do whether that's yep. content whether that's giveaways Whatever it is you guys want, the more you support us with monetary perspective or with followers, just sharing the word, building the community, the more engagement, the more we can do for you, the listeners and the viewers. We thank you for spending your time with us today. Please subscribe. Tell somebody about the show. Keep collecting and having fun. We'll see you.